During my days as an undergraduate in College Station, the campus would occasionally be visited by this strange, peculiar, and very fiery speaker, um, yelling as much as he could, as loud as he could, at as many people as he could. This particular man claimed that since he had accepted Jesus into his life, he had never, not once, committed a sin. And that anyone who didn't have the same type of relationship that he claimed to have with Jesus was going to hell. You can imagine this went over really well with college students. Because I grew up in Episcopal churches, and I knew about God's love, but had not at that time encountered such judgment from one who professed to follow Jesus. His speeches and attitude did not have a positive impact at all. Many other Christian groups would come and set up nearby and would pray and offer a more loving version of Christianity, but there was such animosity flung about that this was not an effective way to evangelize. Today we're blessed to hear from the Acts of the Apostles a much different and more helpful way to share our faith in the loving God. What Paul does in Acts chapter 17 is that he spends time with people in their own culture. He observes what's important to the people. He builds relationships with them, and then he proclaims the good news of God in Christ. Paul effectively tells the story of Jesus in a way that is relevant to the Athenians. He doesn't start with Moses and then go through all the prophets like you might have if you were talking with people of a Jewish background. He doesn't even spend that much time talking about Jesus' miracles or teachings. He looks at what they know and goes from there, and he starts with a compliment. As Paul looks out into the Areopagus, which is also known as Mars Hill, he sees how the Athenians are searching for the divine and notes how religious they are. Today, many of us live among family, friends, and neighbors who claim to be spiritual, but not religious. And our task is similar to Paul's. Like Paul, after taking time to get to know a person's experiences and perspectives, we might say something like this to them. I see that you are really seeking spiritual depth in your life. Let me tell you how a relationship with God, the creator of all things through Jesus Christ, can fulfill your spiritual search. We find in Paul's preaching a very hopeful and applicable example of how evangelism can successfully be accomplished. Now, if you're paying attention, you know I had a little fun with the title of my sermon today. The place where Paul engages in this incredible evangelism, the Areopagus, is also known as Mars Hill. So Paul is showing the Athenians how to discover the one true God on Mars. We don't have to wait for NASA, it's already been done. John Gray in 1992 wrote this very popular book which sold 15 million copies, Men Are From Mars and Women Are From Venus. And in the book, Gray makes a case that one of the main difficulties in relationships between women and men is because of fundamental psychological differences. And one of the best known examples, and I would argue most widely experienced (laughs) example of this, is when a woman shares an issue or a challenge that she's having with a man, and the man's immediate response is to try to fix the problem 
when the woman might really just want to be listened to and heard empathetically. Now, I'm not here to criticize what that book has to say, though a lot of criticism can be found. Rather, I want to celebrate that there are differences in the genders, as well as celebrate that all genders contribute to who we are as human beings. By me claiming that men can find God on Mars and women can find God on Venus, I don't mean that men cannot find God on Venus, nor do I mean that women cannot find God on Mars. What I mean is that there are differences between women and men, and God can and God does use those differences to communicate God's very self to humans. After all, we are created in the image of God, the imago dei, both genderless and containing all genders. We hear God speak in the first chapter of the book of the Bible, Genesis. Let us make humankind in our image, in our likeness. So God created humankind in God's own image. In the image of God, they were created male and female. He created them. From the differences between women and men, to the beauty and wonder and the complexity of life in this world, to the planets like Mars and Venus, both of which we can see from this earth, to the vast expanse of interstellar space, there exist countless icons of God's love and provision. An icon is simply something we look at or look through in order to see and experience God. So what Paul is doing for the Athenians is showing them that one of these icons is already known to them and how it communicates the truth of Jesus Christ. My brothers and sisters, where do you see and experience our loving God? Paul notes also in this passage from Acts that for a long period of time, God overlooked human ignorance. And while there had been multiple and numerous signs and prophets and writings and events that have communicated God's self to humanity, most people have missed who God is and what God is about. So Paul articulates that in Jesus, God has fully communicated to humanity who God is and how we ought to be in relationship with God and with each other. In our gospel today, as Jesus prepares his followers for his ascent into heaven, he reminds us that just as the Father is in him, he is in us. We Christians, we followers of Jesus, are now the icons for this broken world. We are the messengers of how all of humanity was created to be in life-giving relationship with God and with each other. You and I represent God to the world in the same way that Paul was able to use what was known to the Athenians. We can use what we know and especially who we know in Christ to show others what a life of faith can be. It can be a life of joy, of hope, of peace. Now, there's no doubt we're living in uncertain times. Recently, a, a member of this parish, Ruth Mason, was kind enough to share a quote with me from Brene Brown, and I think it applies to what we've been talking about today. Brene says this, we will not go back to normal. Normal never was. Our pre-corona existence was not normal 
other than that we normalized greed, inequity, exhaustion, depletion, extraction, disconnection, confusion, rage, hoarding, hate, and lack. We should not long to return, my friends. We are being given the opportunity to stitch a new garment, one that fits all of humanity and nature. You see, my brothers and sisters, in our pre-coronavirus days, we may have thought to seek God in this church building. And surely God is present in this place. But God is present in all places and in all people. If only we have the eyes to see. We have the opportunity just now to seek new icons of God's love and presence. And we have the opportunity just now to be new icons of God's justice and peace in the world. Just as Paul noted all of those years ago, people are searching for God and perhaps groping for him and will find him. For indeed, God is not far from any of us. For in him, we live and move and have our being. So how might each one of us this week participate in at least one conversation with someone about our faith? Even if we don't know all there is to know about the biblical narrative, we do know the important parts of God's story, and we know our own experience of faith. My encouragement to you as you share a conversation about your faith with someone could be a little scary, but just remember all the different reactions that Paul faced in his teaching to the Athenians. The reactions were mixed. Some people mocked him for proclaiming that Jesus rose from the dead. Some agreed to hear him again, and some joined him and became believers. We might expect and hope for a similar response. Paul was most likely the most successful evangelist to date, but rather than being intimidated by his example, we should be inspired by his love for all people, especially for those who do not yet know the love of Christ. Let us pray. God, we thank you that you reveal yourself to us and the ways we differ from each other and in our unity being created in your image. Help us to find you in new ways that our faith and hope may be strengthened. Let your light so shine through each one of us that we become a beacon, an icon that draws all people to your love and grace. In Christ's name we pray. Amen.